everybody to the uh, Clear Tai Chi Twin Mastermind meeting. And today we're talking about part three of the background and history on Clear Tai Chi Twin. And first, a word from our sponsor. And so if you're wanting to know more about uh, our approach to Tai Chi and or you want to study our approach to Tai Chi and get the basic, what we call our basic skills or our level one, uh, which is the first uh, three months to a year of curriculum uh, with an eight move set. And it really kind of gets you in there pretty deeply and has principles in it that a lot of people consider advanced, but that are um, the core, the beginning of what we do. Then please go and check out clearmartialarts.com. You can also on there go join the free practical guide to internal power. And that'll give you some hookups as well. So thank you for that. All right. Um, so a lot of what we've been covering the last two weeks and then what we'll be finishing up with today have been the teachers that I've studied with and what some of the curriculum in that case was, is, um, and, the, uh, and trying to give you an idea of both the scope of it and, and the breadth of it and that it wasn't just like one or two teachers or just 10 years or 15 years of study that have really been studying for, for over 40 years at this point. Um, and that it's a number of different styles and that two the two main ones I've studied from there, that there's a very strong Yang style via, via Dong family influence, you know, through my teachers. Um, and including and then leading Long had his own things that he kind of did um, and then uncle through uncle bill through his teachers had his own things that he kind of did but i'm trying to give an idea for why and how our curriculum is as advanced as it is and why there's so much of the information that you read about but don't normally see um, in most people's styles or if they're talking about it if it's something you actually know why the difference in skill is there for our style, why, why we actually have this advanced knowledge and ability with it, as opposed to what you see so often out in the Tai Chi community, right? Um, and that doesn't mean there aren't other people that have it, there are. The, the other issue that comes up is why um, in our style it's being taught directly, openly, um, in, in, a, in a sequential order, but, but very directly as opposed to where there's a lot of teachers that have some of this information and they're, they're working, they're going to great lengths to hide it. And um, not where we're coming from. Were there any questions for anything that we've talked about so far and or that occurred to you during the week since last time uh, regarding any of this? Okay. So in, in 1996, I began to study from, and then uh, the other thing I was going to tell you that I got asked a couple things there. And for most of the teachers and the, certainly the long-term teachers, I'm thrilled to give you the name of who they are, like Tyrone and through Dr. Wu, through Ling Long and Uncle Bill, and then Uncle Bill and who he studied from, which was Dr. Ling and that kind of stuff. And so if I was trying to hide something, um, you know, I wouldn't be telling you who, like who they studied from so much, or I would be a lot more, careful about all of that. Uh, the other thing to know is that when you add up the people that I have named and where I've studied from, it, it's a substantial amount of time and a substantial amount of um, knowledge. And if I was gonna try to make something up, all I would do is just tell you that I studied from those two teachers, I studied from those two teachers. Since I've been with Uncle for 25 years, all I'd have to tell you is from the time I started, I was with Tyrone, talk extensively about those two teachers and I'd have it covered. So when I'm telling you about these other teachers, I'm trying to give you an idea for other influence, but it's not like somehow it's really so much a feather in the cap. In fact, a lot of people consider it to be not a good thing when you study from more than a couple teachers like that because they think, well, you've got a little bit over here, a little bit over there, and it's kind of chop suey. And so it's not doing me any favors to tell you that. So when I'm not naming teachers, it's either there was some kind of a problem between me and that teacher, or in a, at least a couple of the cases, they really specifically did not want to be publicly known um, or there was some other thing that came up where I'm just not willing to give the name of that person and or don't want people seeking that person out. And if you've watched the last couple of these, um, you'll have, you have an idea for uh, at least some of them why I'm not just like, yeah, go seek out that person, right? Anyways, 
Um, so the first one I'm telling you about today is another person that I'm not willing to name for a number of reasons, mostly political, unfortunately. And they're not super well known, but in a certain in a certain grouping crowd, they are very well known. And this gentleman, um, he was a he is a Shin master. That is his primary thing. Um, is that he is he is a Shin teacher, a Shin master, uh, and that's spirit training specifically. And I was with him for off and on, uh, and for the most part on for a little over four years. Um, and then the spirit, and then the Shin. When you talk about that through the levels of Tai Chi, there is, um, and his E was very strong, and he had Chi level stuff going on and E level stuff going on, but the Shin was directly specifically what he primarily focused on. Um, one of the things that uh, that concerns me is that some of the methods there were very harsh, for lack of a better way to say this, Shin methods, which I made it a point to not study uh, or be very careful about how I did it. And that there were a number of persons under this teacher who, because of the Shin training, basically committed suicide. And it's because the emotional component they get very, very strong with it, but they don't have the mental strength. And so it, their emotions get away from them and they get away from them so badly that they end up doing things that result in their death, whether that be they, they do it themselves or whether they, uh, and one gentleman who I, who I knew and liked very well, he was a very great guy, but he basically committed suicide by cop where he grabbed somebody and made sure he was in a position so that the police officers could shoot him but basically screamed at them that I'm killing this person unless you kill me and forced the issue of they had to kill him. Um, and he was not the only person in that group to, that I knew that I knew who committed suicide, unfortunately. And so I don't, that's the other reason I don't give this person's name is that I don't condone or recommend that kind of training. It's too harsh on the person. But in our system, I help you to build up your, your earlier levels. Of course, your lead, your physical, and the things you need to do for that in the Tai Chi. And then the Chi level and really making sure you've got that on and going on and, and happening and really are getting the benefits of that. And then the E level, and then we really double down extra hard on the E level so that you have a very strong mind and can really manipulate the energy with that mind. Um, and then that becomes Jing level where it's your um, mind manipulating the Chi in the way that Chinese medicine talks about. The, the, e, the chi follows the e, but then also being able to really direct that and have control over that and work that to do things with that, both healing and martial. And then you get into shin and the way you build it is you make the e so strong that it becomes part of your ability to do your shin. And that's the way to do it. And when I find people doing it the other way, there are some things there that are very powerful, but unfortunately very unsafe to train. And so, um, you know, when somebody says do a warrior meditation where you imagine the worst possible thing that could happen to you until you're freaking out of your skin and now direct that energy. Yeah, and see if you don't go crazy in the meantime. You know, that's, that's part of the issue there. Anyway, so this guy's methods were very much like that, but he also had a very good healing method that works very well, really good for cancer, really good for other kinds of, like a lot of times if there's other, I've tried other modalities that we have, including the fog and, and they're not working so well, you can go to this method and it, and it works. And it's in our system, it's just high enough up and done and very specifically done in a way to make it so that you're healthy mentally and well, and that you're working the energies properly and doing the things in the way that Tai Chi does it so that you can get the good benefit without, you know, I've not had, I've not had students go crazy in this way. I've had ones that started down that path and I immediately uh, put a halt to what they're doing on my end and uh, direct them towards better training. If they don't choose that, because some people just want power and they don't care what the expense to them is to get that power. And, and if you're doing that, don't come study for me because as soon as I figure that out, I'm putting you out of the system. I'm not going to train you. None of the folks here are going to train you. I don't want to be responsible for that. I don't want to be responsible for you hurting yourselves or others when it was unnecessary um, like that. What I mean is if you need to defend yourself from somebody who's really coming after you, attacking you, I'm all about that. If it's, you're going to go out and go hurting yourself or other people just because, um, and that kind of a thing, I don't want any part of that. And so simple, simple. Hi, Matt. 
Hey, everybody. Hey, Matt. Hey, guys. Anyway, I'll so I spare you. to me for the moment. What's that? I said I'll spare you all the sight of me for the moment. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so I spent four years with that teacher. I already had training in it from several of my different teachers at that point, and it was very advanced studies. And like I said, his E skill, very strong as well, and I got some nice hookups on E from him along with that um, pertaining to the shin. All right. Um, and I hear people talk about this. If you talk to me about it, either ask it as a question or know what you're talking about. I can't tell you the number of people I've talked to. And when they start talking, when they, when they'll say something about E or shin, and then I will answer them back. And then you see their eyes cross. And it's because they really, they know the terms. They don't really know what the things are. And so, and you guys uh, that are the, the folks that are here on the call, a number of them, they've, they've got to know about E enough already. And they understand some of the basics about shin to the degree that you probably have either experienced that already or, or will soon um, as you interact with other Tai Chi teachers, um, you know, globally at this point. Um, by the way, uh, I, I meant to do this and forgot to do this, but I'm going to do it now. I'm Richard Clear. I'm here in Maryville, Tennessee, uh, resident slave director of the of festivities and program. Uh, with us today is Greg Nomeyer in Michigan. I'll let him tell you what part. Uh, Ann Arbor, Ypsilanti. Hey, everyone. Art Don, who's actually visiting us here in Tennessee today, but he's probably at his hotel, and and he is the director for, uh, tell him what part of the Washington, D.C. area. Uh, east of Washington in Greenbelt, Maryland. And Chris Walsh up in Maine. Hello, everybody. I'm uh, in Hollow, Maine, just outside of Augusta. Thank you, Steve. And Harry Legg, who's in uh, the Verona, New Jersey and New York City area. Yes, thank you, Sifu. Hello. Bill Chan, who is in Columbus, Georgia. Sheila Bell, who's in Costa Rica. I'll let her tell you what part. Hi, everyone. Um, I'm in Playa del Coco, which is it, close to Liberia in Guanacaste. Jim Kelly, who's in Boca Raton, as his name says. <laughs> Jim Kelly, Boca Raton, and hopefully soon uh, Delray Beach, Florida. We're supposed to open up another class there next next month. Cool. Daniel uh, Stringer, who is in Florida, uh, who's also in Florida. I'll let him tell you what part. Uh, hello. Yes, I'm in uh, Paisley, Florida, outside of Deland, and uh, about 45, 50 minutes from Orlando. And Matt Holker, who is in, here in Maryville, Tennessee, uh, basically in a bedroom community for Knoxville. Not that the average Maryvillian would say that, but the Knoxville Airport is closer <laughs> to us than it is to Knoxville. That's right. Yes, and uh, and sick at home today, unfortunately, but uh, but still happy to be participating in the call. And Ty Talbert, who is in Colton, California, which is a, uh, an hour and something outside of LA. That's correct. Hello, everyone. Cool. All right. Um, I think you missed Phil. No, did I? No, no, we got him. Well, he just didn't turn off his mute there to say hi. He just gave it a thumbs up and a wave. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so in 1996, I also got to study some Chen style Tai Chi from a Chen style master. Um, and then uh, I also got to study and, and a good exposure to Fu style Tai Chi. The, uh, um, and so I just wanted to make sure I had thrown those in there. And those were, I don't, I'm not naming the teachers because it just wasn't a long enough exposure. It gave me a good idea of how the systems work and and you know from the inside of it but but it wasn't like i did it for any length of time anyways uh around the year 2000 is when uncle bill really began teaching me the higher level tai chi internal system and i'm still studying from uncle even now every time i see him i get more stuff that's at the higher highest end of the art and uncle bill is a recognized master of the highest expressions of the art he has a giant wealth of knowledge with amazing skill and ability um, and he is well known by other senior Tai Chi teachers, uh, certainly in the U.S. and by a good number overseas as well. And they and they they re he is recognized as a person that knows the Tai Chi and can fight with the Tai Chi, where it really is the real deal. 
Um, and this is by other Tai Chi masters I'm talking about. So that's, and that kind of is the end part for me talking about specific teachers. Um, I'm concerned that I've left out, because I tried to speci specify to Tai Chi and primarily longer term Tai Chi bot here in, in, this, in the three sessions, right? In this short time, it's difficult to really do my teachers and the training and the research um, proper justice. The, uh, now over the years, I've also interacted with and become friends with many teachers and masters, including having attended many workshops, symposiums, gatherings, et cetera, et cetera. I've not included the names of most of those folks here. A, it would be a, a laundry, like a long list. Um, and also, um, I think for me, if somebody attends a workshop, a lot of people do this. They'll attend a three-day workshop, five-day workshop, even a week-long workshop. And then, oh, that's one of my teachers. And it's like, no, that's somebody you took a workshop with. Normal. Now, if they, if you've attended, you know, three, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, or more workshops, and they're three to five days each, and it's intended to be teaching you the curriculum, okay, you're studying with that person. Um, and you've seen that's how ours are organized because everybody's long distance, and it's just the easiest way to kind of do that, supplemented greatly with the online materials and the videos and the and the uh, uh, digital, you know, video online and all that kind of stuff. Um, the uh, anyway, so but somebody that's just taken like a like I say a three to five day, and they've taken ten of those, and then they name those ten people as teachers. It's like no, you're starting to get an idea for whatever the thing is, and if they're different systems and stuff, you can't really claim the vast majority of that because it just wasn't enough from any one person. And I guarantee you, they, generally speaking, don't think of that person who's attended a workshop as a serious student. They think of it as a person who got some exposure normally, right? And so, um, and so I think there's a great difference between somebody I spend a few days with and hobnob and share and exchange ideas and principles with versus somebody that I've actually spent weeks uh, privately, usually, for that, months or years um, studying and learning from the uh, and over the last three episodes in this talk we've only spoken about who I trained with and a bit about the training which can't begin to convey the tens of thousands of hours of practice that I've had to put in to master these skills that are our curriculum the uh, and so now a word from our sponsor Matt I'll let you I'll let you call this one out I called out the last one that was for clearmartialarts.com and the Tai Chi level one and the, and the, you can do the free, join the free guide, practical guide to internal power. By the way, when I was talking about the levels of Tai Chi earlier, that would be the Tai Chi roadmap.com. And that's going to lay that out for you really well. So Matt, I told you to call it up, but I think I just did. Yeah. I was going to say everything he just said. <laughs> oh. Okay. Um, so thank you for that. Um, all right. Yeah, it is. It, uh, I mean, I'm sure he said it uh, before, and and he said it well just now. But it is great stuff, and everything that we're that we've been talking about, um, you know, all of the the history of the clear tai chi style, and if if you are interested in, like, actually getting your feet wet in the clear tai chi style, or actually seeing, you know, more of kind of where the rubber meets the road of how clear tai chi really works, um, that's that's available at clearmartialarts.com and a whole bunch of other stuff. Cool. Thank you. All right. So the, uh, so I'm an avid researcher and this is the other part that goes into the making up of our system, right? I have a college degree, a bachelor's and I know how to read and I would have gone for a master's, um, but decided to kind of do this instead and have done this to the level that if I compare it to my Western schooling, I would basically have the equivalent of two PhDs in this. I've written a book, have three other books on the, in various stages of, of being completed. Um, one of them will be on the Tai Chi Road, that's coming out sooner than later, will be on the Tai Chi Roadmap. I've got another one that's on the internal push hand um, for the clear Tai Chi system. The, uh, anyways, one of the things in the degree that I've got is I know how to do research and I know how to apply that research. Um, I got my first real exposure to the Tai Chi Chuan classics in the mid 1980s, and the first book I read was T.T. Liang's book, 
It's called Tai Chi Twin for self-defense, for, I'm sorry, for health and self-defense philosophy and practice. And in there, he talks about a number of things, including he talks about substantial and insubstantial, the double-weighted error material, in some depth. And the wording that he has for it, I like pretty well. I think it's a little clearer, a little more um, easy to understand than the way that you see it a lot of places. Not that it's going out of its way to be super obvious, but it is, I found it more digestible and I was able from that to ask Tyrone questions and to get a better clarity on what the double-weighted error is uh, because of that. Um, since that time in 1980, about in the mid-1980s, I built an extensive library of books, magazines, videos, VHS, DVDs, digital downloads, um, manuscripts of different kind or, or different kinds of like, uh, I don't want to call them handouts, but, but paperwork um, and all of that. And when I tell you that it's, that it's uh, an extensive library, basically if I take all the stuff that I've got like this and I put it on shelves that go from floor to ceiling, they essentially this whole room with any, any spare space in there, including taking down like the picture and putting a bookcase there from floor to ceiling are from floor to ceiling covered with these materials. It is that extensive of a library. Um, the, uh, and, my, and I've got here, my library takes up an entire room in my house. I'm very focused on the internal aspects and higher levels of Tai Chi Chuen and what makes the art Tai Chi Chuen. I've looked and studied up on masters from every known Tai Chi Chuen style and lineage. And sometimes there's a lot more written about a particular master and sometimes there's less. Of course, being in the art for a long time, if you're researching and you're looking and you're studying and you're progressing and you're comparing notes with other people in different kinds of ways and, and interacting and all of that, you're going to hear about different teachers as well, especially if you're open to looking at, um, you know, all four main styles of Tai Chi and then some of the sub-styles and that kind of thing. And when I say sub-styles, really, they don't include Wudong in the four, but I think of it as one of the more serious styles of Tai Chi. Um, and then Wudong is a place is known and that there are teachers there, but it's not like in the modern day, there's a whole lot of, um, Wudong Tai Chi masters running around teaching openly everywhere either. So the, uh, the world we live in today makes that this kind of interaction, this kind of ability to, to get knowledge really easy uh, between YouTube and social media and more and more books being published and more and more videos being put out and all that stuff. Of course, it's, you know, it's a, it's a fortune in terms of what it costs this library itself. My best guesstimate years and years ago was about 250 grand in the library. And today it's probably closer to double that. So, um, yeah. The, uh, I also want folks to know that clear Tai Chi Chuen is not some fly by night style created by a guy with 20 or less years of training that decided to name their own style and that has no business being referred to um, as a master of the art. If somebody's got like 15 years and oh yeah, and I'm the head of my system. Well, you know, you probably ought to study like about another 20 years, like, like your life depended on it. And then we can maybe have that discussion, you know, but, it, but at 15 to 20 years in for Tai Chi, you're just not going to be there yet um, for that, to be able to do that. You could claim, whoever you're studying from style, ideally, um, and all that. All right, I am a student first and primarily. I'm a practitioner, very close second, because you obviously it doesn't do any good. There are people that have the head knowledge, but then when it comes to actually applying and doing stuff, they're not, they're not there. And so it's, you need to be a student first, an avid student, ideally. A very dedicated practitioner and second, and then I'm a teacher, but I'm a teacher kind of last. The difference, I would say, being that I'm trying to make and help other people become and be avid students and then serious practitioners. And like in the group here, also, whenever possible, excellent teachers um, so that the art propagates and passes on, which my teachers, have been, all, this, all the major long-term teachers I've had have instilled in me to do that. And, um, and they did that, and I'm trying to pass it on like that. And, I'm, and I know that the folks here are doing the same thing. Um, and that's, that's what we're about. We want people to get it. The, the art has a lot of benefits. Most people have heard of those benefits. 
and are familiar to in some way with that with those benefits what's what's happened is that because the way the teaching's been done a lot of people are doing the art and when they look at it seriously other than that they got up off the couch and they're engaged in an activity they're not really getting some of the more profound benefits that are there to be had and a lot of it is simply due to a lack of information and then not having a practice because of that like a skilled good practice of Tai Chi Chuan because of the lack of knowledge. The, uh, in the next vidcast podcast, we're going to talk about what makes a specific Tai Chi style that really is Tai Chi Chuan and get into some depth regarding that topic. And then you'll see how all this, part of the reason I went back into all these things and the different teachers and the different styles and all of that, what, what, why, for what I wanted to do, um, it involved that. And a lot of what I wanted to do was I really wanted Tai Chi at the deeper, the, the benefits that I got from it early on and the coolness of the first fighting method for Tai Chi that I really got really hooked me and made me want to go to see how deep it would go. And the deeper I got into it, the deeper I wanted to get. And the more that I was able to teach people and see them get benefit, the more I wanted to do that. And it has just propagated and continued and it will continue long as I can find somebody that knows stuff about it, I don't. And certainly with the anatomy, physiology, Chinese medicine, um, I've been doing the Qigong for like the whole time I've been studying. So it's not that I have every last bit of every Qigong there was either. But, um, but as, as, as it goes, I'm doing things with the Qigong in terms of healing and helping people that I don't find very many other people are doing. And it goes back to that knowledge base again and the ability to apply it. Um, and then obviously trying to make sure that I'm passing that on to you guys, like the folks here and then any of you out there that are listening that apply yourself to it, same thing. I want you to get it. And so um, with that, that's all I really had for the talking parts. And so what I'm going to do here is open it up and out of including today's stuff and what I've said to you and from the last two times, any kind of questions you've got, anything regarding Tai Chi Chuan as a whole, anything regarding clear Tai Chi Chuan, um, and the style and the method and the, and the teachers or particular incidents that have happened or something you've heard me talk about before that I may not have mentioned in this, in the, you know, in these three calls to do with this, that, that pertains to what we're talking about. I will open the floor to you. I, um, I would say something, which is really just a thank you to Sifu, honestly, but I, uh, I listen still to quite a lot of other teachers, um, Mostly to see what people are putting out there, but also to see how people explain things. And I was talking to Sifu about this uh, yesterday. I was watching a video of somebody talking about E and Shen. And it was so complicated. It was so very complicated. And there was a bunch of ambiguous language. And even though the person kind of came across like they knew what they were talking about, me from knowing some of these trainings from Sifu, I was like, I don't think anybody's getting anything from watching this video. And the interesting thing is when you listen to Sifu, he, he brings these high and lofty ideas and he makes them so understandable and really brings them down to real life uh, examples and things like that. So because the goal is for you to actually understand and actually gain skill. And so he can't obviously talk more in depth and talk above our heads, but it was just interesting. And the conversation we had yesterday was a lot of times the people that don't know make things way more complicated than they have to, but the people like Sifu who really have the skill they really make it, you know, pun intended, clear, like clear Tai Chi. So thank you, Sifu. Thank you. Yeah, um, it helps. You know, I think about uncle, if somebody's really bugging him about something and he's interested in teaching them, you know, he wants to, if you don't want to teach them, they won't get it. They'll get it complicated, whatever they don't understand. And that'll be that. If he wants to teach them, um, he really will just be like, do this, boom. And then, and it's something that is directly applicable, very simple, very straightforward that and then he'll kind of depending on their ability and, and, and to both learn it and pick it up and to do it and then he'll put in the little tidbits that make it the juice that it is um and it's usually really simple really straight to it um the uh and then that they may have to get you know 10 15 20 versions of that different different aspects of that but they begin to get in, in, uh, into it really quick. The, the only difficulty in that kind of a method is that sometimes it, uh, if somebody's trying to verbalize that, it's really hard to verbalize unless you really, like you said, if you understand it through and through, you can figure out how to verbalize it. But you may have to apply yourself to 
how to verbalize it. A lot of times I've had to go and think about like double weighted error is an example. Um, I've had to really work very avidly and put a lot of thought into how am I going to convey that to somebody so that they get what it is in simple terms because the actual thing, what a lot of people think the thing is, which is you're standing only on one leg. If that were what it was, it would be easy, but that's not what it is. And so a lot of people do that because that's the easiest explanation, but it's the wrong, it's wrong. Um, and so, uh, and then when they get to what it really is, it's actually, it can be pretty tough to put into words. And so I put a lot of effort and thought into how am I going to convey that so that I can verbalize that and people get what's being said versus if I just, uh, have people do some stuff, uh, Ty's, uh, other teacher and a couple of other senior teachers like to have people do the cha-cha or the, uh, or the, I don't think it's the rumba, but one of the other dances and the dance in order to do that dance properly, you can't double weight. If you double weight, you can't do the dance. And so they use that as a way and they just, they don't give a lot more explanation about it from what I've heard, but it is go do the dance, go do that dance, actually study that dance a little bit, do it more doing it than, than studying it, but you got to study enough to be able to do it. And, and so that is a very simple, go do that thing and then make sure you're doing like that when you're doing Tai Chi. And it's like, wait a minute, I'm supposed to do what? You know, and then you've got to figure out how to, what the, what the things that are the same are, but I, I, I'm going to get back on topic here. And so there are a lot of people out there that don't know what they're talking about and they will make it sound super complicated. That way when you talk about it or try to ask them about it, they can keep doing that and then you're just not smart enough to understand. Right. And so there's a good bit of that. And the other one is, is that you've got teachers who have it. The only language they have for it is the language that's been passed down. The language that's been passed down for double weighted error will make your eyes cross just hearing somebody talking. Um, and sometimes it's people just spouting what the classics on it say, in which case they, they may or may not know what the double weighted error is in that. And that, for instance, they know what the language is that's being used to describe it. That's not the same as they actually can do it. Um, and you, and I, and I will tell you that looking at master's move nine out of 10 aren't properly, they're making the error let me put it that way. And then you'll find every once in a while, somebody that's really not. And that would be somebody that's good to study from usually. Um, the other, so sometimes it's ob the language is obscured because they don't want you to know. And so if I use this big lofty, complicated language, you won't be able to pick up on what I'm putting across. Um, that's the other thing that happens some. Um, and there's, there's unfortunately a good bit of that, uh, from senior masters and that kind of a thing. The other one is, is that they are passing on a heritage or tradition. That's the language that's been used and they're going to have to basically kind of break with tradition in order to explain that in a different way. I can't tell you, and you guys, Harry's been present for this for sure, but I know a number of the rest of you have too. I'm in a room, there's other masters there. I'm explaining something that's one of these higher level principles. And you see the masters looking at me like, what? You know, and then, uh, and then within a few minutes, when I actually have people doing stuff, you, they, you can see they sit back and go, holy crap, they're actually doing it, right? And it's because my explanation is so strange to anything that they've heard said, and it's because the explanation is a more current modern world explanation, and that I found that when I use that explanation, it gets people to doing it, even though it's not one that traditionally has been used or done and that kind of a thing. So it, it, it's, yeah. And it's part of trying to make it clear <laughs> as you're, as, as you're saying, thanks Danny. And now a word from our sponsor. Is chi real? The word chi is the Chinese word for energy and energy is everywhere all around us. Physics says so. The question is not, does energy exist? Because of course energy exists. The real question is, what forms of energy can human beings tap into and use? My name is Richard Clear, and internal power is what I do. After over 40 years of continuous study and research, I created a one-of-a-kind online program that my students are raving about. In it, I revealed the secrets of effortless internal power. The program has had so much success, I decided to take it to the public. In fact, the results are so powerful that I put a money-back guarantee on it. Find out more about this incredible program at internalpowerkeys.com. So, uh, Ty, what dance is this that helps with the double-weighted error? <laughs> yeah, it's, it is the cha-cha. 
<laughs> and um, what I, I found out that was very interesting is that um, different people that you're very familiar with were cha-cha champions. Ma Liang was the cha-cha champion of Shanghai. Bruce yes. Lee was a cha-cha champion. Uh, I can name about four or five um, well-known martial artists that were cha-cha champions. It seems to be a, an open secret among you know certain martial artists. By the way, I'm not a cha-cha champion, just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing there's a um, who is that? Uh, Jackie Chan did a movie called I think it's called The Suit, and he plays a chauffeur. And there's this guy that has a tuxedo, and when you tuxedo, see yeah. tuxedo on, mm -hmm. you're invincible. But there is a scene where he puts the suit on and does a cha-cha, and I think that's the best ballroom dance scene in the whole movie world. Okay. I think it's called the suit of the tuxedo, but it's a magnificent, it's a magnificent scene. It was called the tuxedo, yeah. And, uh, yeah, it was a great movie, great scene. Absolutely. Um, the uh, yeah, and the cha cha. Uh, Ty uh, clued me in on that a few years ago, and I and I've looked into it since. And yeah, it's kind of amazing how many super respected <laughs> martial artists uh, also like are amazing cha cha dancers. Uh, but um, but I just wanted to say uh, about you know what we've been talking about for the last few sessions that um, for me you know I knew somewhere going into all of this I knew uh, that with the skill that I wanted to get that I either had to do it like professionally myself and track down a bunch of different masters all over the globe and like pry their secrets out of them and that I was really going to have to dedicate my entire life to that pursuit or I was going to have to find someone else who had done that and like get him to teach me. And so that's all, obviously that's what I did is I found, you know, Sifu clear. Um, and he has already pried those secrets out of those masters and done all that, you know, work for me and generously is actually like willing to share all of that. And I never, questioned his background so much i just knew that the right teacher who was who was going to be able to share all of that stuff and who was willing to share all of this information was going to have to have done that work um and so i didn't really i guess i didn't really uh care about like the pedigree for me it was more about the fact that richard clear's students actually get the stuff like his students have success in this and and it is Daniel I mean I think it's partly because of what you said that that he he has found ways to make the information really clear but you know that's and my that's current benchmark and my current benchmark for success is that all the folks that you're seeing on the call here and a few folks who are not on the call a number of them who teach our system it's that are your students getting it if your students aren't getting it then I'm failing and I'm looking to solve that and if your students are getting it, then I know that I'm that I'm hitting, that I'm doing this the way that I'm trying to do it. And so that really becomes important to me. If I go, if I see you, and obviously in the year of coronavirus, this is a lot tougher or, or impossible. But as soon as this is eased up enough that everybody can be putting hands on and pushing and doing the stuff and or put it in, everybody, of course, can put the qualities they currently understand into their form. But if I'm putting the hands on, I want to feel, and, they, and this person's been studying for a year, two years, three years, I should be feeling some things from them. And if I'm not, I'm like, have they, you know, then, then I've got a lot of questions and starting with, have they really been with you on a regular basis for the last couple of years or more? And if it is, like, why aren't you teaching them? You know, it's, it's in our system, when you see our guys, not only do these guys have it, these folks, because there's at least one lady on here, uh, the, uh, but then their students also are getting that, too. In other words, in our system, if you're really studying our system, our goal is that you get it. And if I'm, if I've got a student, and then at some point here, within a next very few years, a bunch of you folks that are on the call, uh, that that are the folks that you're seeing here, or if you're looking at it, or that you're hearing talk, 
their students will become teachers and having students. And then my criteria will become do my students, students have it, are they getting it? I'm trying to make sure we're creating something where it's passed down and where we're really able to help people get the art, both, you know, of course for the Marshall side, but then uh, really for the health benefits and the, and the, the other aspects of the art, the spiritual aspects, if you want to call it that, um, as well, but then what the art really is and how it's really done. Sorry, go ahead, Matt. Well, no, I mean, that, the, yeah, that's great. I mean, that's exactly what I was talking about is that there's a real dedication and commitment to, uh, to the continuation of this knowledge and to the spread of these arts. And that really comes through in the, in the way that the material is taught. It comes through in the, the quality of the material. You're fading out there. It's easy for me to look at all. Oh, Oh, okay. Um, I don't know how much that you caught. The last sentence or two you'll want to repeat. Oh, well, I just, I, I was just saying that, I mean, it comes, uh, the, uh, your, your dedication and your commitment to, to spreading these arts really comes through it. For me, I, I see it in the, uh, in the skill of the students and in the quality of the material and in your, in the way that you are committed to ensuring that that quality does pass through generation after generation after generation. And I think it's, it's wonderful and it's really easy for me to look at that and almost get lost in it. But it is important to remember that it's not, you know, that this stuff didn't just come out of thin air, that this, that there is a real storied history and a tradition to a lot of this material and it's not just one that it comes from a lot of different sources and it's important to acknowledge the the history of uh and and you know and the and your teachers and the people who are generous enough to share this with you like master ma who was really trying to make this information public in a big way you know like uh uh tyrone who you know helped you uh, in in your development in, in ways that, I mean, you, I, I mean, you can't even, you can't put any kind of a price tag on, on many of the gifts that Tyrone gave you and the, and the way that he started you in your training is responsible for a lot of the later hookups that you've been able to get. And then, you know, uncle Bill sharing so generously with you and, and constantly having more and more <laughs> hookups for you just just like these kind of amazing gems out of you know i mean there's and, and all of the other teachers that you've had it's important to remember and and respect all of these sources uh, of your information and it's easy for me a lot of times to get lost in in just you know i i see it all coming from you and so, uh, so it, uh, I guess what I'm trying to say is I really appreciate the deeper connection to the, to the, you know, the sort of the shoulders, of, the shoulders of giants that we all sort of stand on at yep. this point. By the way, if you're looking to study with one of our teachers or me, obviously um, it costs money. There are some people and maybe people who are listening to this that are of the opinion that somehow this should be free. I don't know, I used to, 10 years ago, actually more like closer to 20, I knew I had spent upwards of half a million dollars on the teachers I had at that point. Uh, now, now I would say it's probably closer to a million dollars worth of money that I've spent on my education. If you come to one of the, one of the folks that are on here or somebody that's really, a, really is a teacher in our system or me, yes, we're going to really teach it to you as opposed to holding out. Yes, you're really going to pay for it. And if you're going, well, I don't think I should have to pay for it. Go somewhere else. Our time is worth money. Um, your time is also valuable and we wouldn't waste your time. We don't want you wasting ours. And this is a profession. I have put, like I said, I could have gone on and got a, a master's degree and a doctorate degree at the university level from the bachelor's that I had. I put the time and the money and the effort into this. And so if somebody doesn't want to end with my teachers, uh, certainly with the longer term teachers, I've paid them very, when I say well, I mean, they have long term, I've definitely have paid for that education as well. And I didn't do it like I'm paying, so you have to teach me now. But it was part of the deal that I made sure to take care of my teachers and to pay them um, and, and appropriately. 
for the for, for the level and the kind of information and, and their their sharing and all that stuff. Um, there still is with those teachers a relationship. So if you came at it thinking that well because I paid for it, then it's you know you're my you're my monkey now and do what I said and teach me how how I want. You still got it wrong. Unfortunately, if you're coming from those places, you really should not be trying to study from somebody that really has it. Go go somewhere else. Get it on video. You can you can bark at your video at home and, and pay just what you paid for the video and not anymore. And that's fine. And it's still going to be, you know, a lot of people see my videos out there for those, a lot of the stuff like double weighted air and they're $200 videos. And they're like, wow, that's a lot. Well, you can really get it or you can spend the next five to 10 years trying to figure it out. What are you going to spend for that? What's that time worth to you? And then even at the five, in the five, I've talked to more than a few people spent more than five years, still aren't fully clear on what the double weighted error is, still can't actually do it. They have put time and money into it because they went, because the time of travel and the times that they spent somewhere, that is an expense too. And the, uh, you know, and then they hear about the video for $200 and whoa, that's $200. Well, but you won't be looking for the answer to that thing anymore. You'll have the answer to that. That's to me, and certainly as I've gone through this journey, that's cheap, like really cheap. Like if you went to a master that's actually got double weighted error, but they're using, they've got the more complicated way to explain it. And you're like, I just, I, you know, let's say you've already got 10 to 20 years in Tai Chi. I just want to really understand the error fully and get it. And how long is it going to take to teach, to teach that to me? It's probably going to take a couple of years to get you right now. Okay. And then what's that cost? Well, you know, and then whatever it is, even if it was a local class, you're probably still looking at and you're paying just a regular class fee at cheap in today's world, 2020, you're paying hundred dollars a month. So for 24 months, you spent $2,400 and two years. Plus uh, see if, with, uh, yeah. if somebody buys a DVD like that from you within reason, you or Matt will be available to answer some questions if yeah. they have any. So, uh, so, or if they're studying from you guys, same right. thing. You guys are there to help them and work with them and all that. And of course, they're paying to be there, but they're getting a lot more than just the answers to that question and the guidance and the help and the, and all that stuff. And so, uh, and the only point I guess I'm really trying to address here is that you get people, and sometimes they think that this should be free, or people should hand out the information like candy, or that I'm even saying. That, you, that we should just give it all away. And that is not what I'm saying. I'm saying that if I'm gonna, if you're gonna pay me to teach you, I should teach you, you know, which means I should have the information and I should teach the information. Um, at the same time, if it's only that, you know, and there's no relationship when you start getting into this in depth, this isn't something where you do it for a weekend or two or three and magically you've got master level skill. It's you've put years and years and years into this to have master level ability and understanding and skill, real, real master level ability. Well, at that point, we either have a relationship or I should have stopped teaching you a long time ago because every one of my teachers that I've talked about that I've named here and, and several that I, that I don't name, haven't named, I've got a relationship, a deep relationship with those people, generally speaking, like as family. Uh, Uncle Bill has held both of my kids as babies, so is his wife, um, um, uh, Aunt Joyce. The uh, and and we we communicate as family, and so if somebody wants that and they're looking for that along with that, okay. But if it's like, no, no, I don't want that relationship, all right, either pay like a lot more money than people who don't have the people who have that relationship have, or just don't study because that relationship is part of the deal, and that's just true in the martial arts across the board. I think that part of it is if you're going to teach people how to be able to kill someone who's attacking them or to heal someone of a malady that normally would finish them off and kill them, um, it starts to get past anything that you could put a price on. At the same time, it's time and energy and, and, and effort and money and knowledge, and those things cost. All right, enough of that soapbox. Sorry if I went on too long about it. Uh, anything else, anybody? Yeah, all right, well, like I said, we're, and the other, the other thing that we are trying to do here is to get more folks like the, like the folks on the call here spread out all over the place so that there is somebody reasonably near to you that you can go study with and all that kind of thing. Um, partially because, you know, when you start, when you have somebody that's close to you that you can go to and you're doing the DVDs or online material, 
and or coming out to some workshops, then that whole package begins to make it so that you can really develop a deep, skillful practice, which is what I'm, which is what I'm trying to, what I'm trying to do. The, uh, all right. Any other thoughts, any questions, anything? All right. Well, thank you everybody. And I do have one more thing. Um, if you are, um, uh... Uh, if you are of a mind to check out any of the videos that we've been talking about, um, the on, uh, all of our programs that are available online are available at clearmartialarts.com. And especially take a look at, uh, you know, if you're following this podcast, you're going to want to look at the free practical guide to internal power. And, uh, and you're going to want to look at the clear Tai Chi online curriculum because all of the training that we've been talking about for the last three sessions that Sifu Clear has gotten over the course of his many years of, uh, of you know, teaching and study, all of that has been distilled into what is now Clear Tai Chi. And that curriculum is no holds barred, uh, you know, not, nothing held back, all available at clearmartialarts.com. Thank you, Matt. Yeah, uh, thank you. So I did have a couple questions. Sure. So, um, and it may be related for other people or not, but uh, we sort of have a, you're a lineage inheritor in a couple Tai Chi uh, lineages. When we talk to other people about Falcon as you teach it. Yes. Would we identify you as a senior instructor or, or, are you considered a Falkong master or what, how do we explain that to other people? So Fagong is Fagong Qigong, right? Qigong, that's Fagong. Fagong is this emitting energy and it's the one that generally speaking is done where you're not touching the other person. You're at, you're working in the Wei Qi field most of the time, although you could work where you are just touching them or where you're out closer to, for lack of a word, uh, what we use for the West, we would call it the auric field, the aura, that kind of a thing. But anyways, in the energy field, and that you're making your adjustments and everything there, right? And then, um, and then basically, Fagongs are, like, the, the one that's more formalized is the Shaolin medical Qigong is a Fagong type method. And so that's the one that got taught in the temples, and that basically is in most of the acupuncture colleges when you're learning the Fagong method there, it is usually the Shaolin medical Qigong. And so that's sort of the formalized one. But then most serious long-term uh, Tai Chi Kung Fu families, um, when they have the medical side, have a Fagong method, right? And sometimes they're just Qigong practitioners and they've got a Fagong method. And so then that method is particular to that family. So the method of Fagong that we're doing now, it's clear Fagong because it is my personal method developed from what Tyrone originally taught me and then what I got from Zhu Bongyi um, in Shanghai um, and then other teachers that I've had the privilege uh, and honor to interact with uh, since then and got little hookups and little odd and things from, including some from Uncle Bill. Um, but it's not his primary thing, although he's got a method that he does at very high level as well um, that I've been exposed to, that he send, seems to keep that one very, very close. Like I don't know anybody else in the system who even really knows much about it um, at all. But anyways, and so they're very personal in that way. And so I, uh, and it's clear fog, I'm, I'm the head of that. So the master or the senior guy for, for, the, for our fog okay. um, to answer that question. I think that's, is that kind of what you were asking? Uh, yeah. And then a number of, when in your journeys through Tai Chi, you mentioned a, that you had, when you were in China, you met a, the winner of the last. I studied from the winner of the last full contact death match. Okay. And what was, what's his name? His name was uh, Liu, Liu L I in English, right? Which it's not how the language looks, but L I U space W A N space Fu. I hate saying that. I hate spelling it because it sounds like you know you're cussing somebody out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Liu Wang, and the last one is Fu F U. Yeah, Liu Wang Fu. Okay, and, and that was he was in Tianjin. 
I'm he sorry. Was, he was in Tianjin, China. Tianjin, okay. Tianjin, which is. And then I wanted, I wanted to share oh, a, a fun story with you. So I was watching a martial arts channel on YouTube called uh, Hard to Hurt. And it's kind of an interesting thing. And, and the guy is a good guy. And then he, but he said something that sort of tweaked my interest. He said, anything you study will be fine, except the one thing you don't want to study is Sistema. So I said, oh, <laughs> if he says that, I want to learn something about it. Why so did he, I'd be curious to see why he would say that. I don't know. Anyway. So I so, studied... I've studied, a lot of people know that I've studied some Sistema and it has been helpful to me for stuff that has to do with that certain aspects of relaxation, certain aspects of breath and all of that. Um, it's not Tai Chi and that kind of thing, although it looks like it was derived from Tai Chi. Absolutely. Oh, I didn't talk about it in our talks here because, of, because the only thing I talked about are people and, and teachers and methods and styles that are specifically Tai Chi and obviously Sistema is Sistema, not, not Tai Chi. Okay. But anyway, when I looked at it and he described it, and the first thing the guy talks about is he, oh yeah, you don't drop your head forward, you keep your back up, you drop your knees, and I said that sounds really familiar. Sounds like Tai Chi, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's spherical centering. It just sounded like it all fit together. Anyway, it was just it was just fascinating. Don't say spherical center. I got that from Tai Chi, and and a little bit from Bagua, but. Uh, Bagua is doing something different with it than what the Tai Chi is. Anyways, go ahead. The system anyway, operating uh, from if you wanted to do a, you know, a lecture on your journey through Sistema, I would be really interested. Yeah, I, I really, unfortunately, they're very, 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 very political. Ah. Well, I don't, you don't, so you don't hear me promote them at all. Okay. Um, there's some other stuff there, like like they tend to in their stuff to really uh, be very extremely disrespectful of all of their styles, and because of their similarity in certain ways to Tai Chi, they tend to be over the top disrespectful about Tai Chi, <laughs> and so I just don't I don't promote it, I don't talk about it, I don't you know amount to anything for those reasons. Okay, and that's and that's unfortunate because they could really be a lot friendlier about all that. And I'd probably, I'd probably be one of their top fans, but um, they made it very plain. Anyways, there's other stuff there. It's just a mess. So if you just went and studied a little bit and then stayed away from them, you'd probably be okay. If you start getting overly involved, you better be wanting to do that and nothing else. Ah, okay. And some other odd and things that you're probably not going to like. And so it's unfortunate, but that's what the reality is. Okay. And when I say you're not going to like it, I, I guarantee you're not going to like it. <laughs> Um, so you really get their system. There's five criteria. The first one is you have to be Russian. The second one is you have to be like, you really want to get it. You need to be ex Spetsnaz, which means you need to be ex Russian special forces. Another one is you need to be Russian, Russian Orthodox. I mean, it goes, the list goes on, but it is very like that. And if you're not those things, they're not really going to teach you the higher level of the, the real stuff for them. Interesting. So, so it's it, it becomes a dead end if you're not those things. It becomes a dead end much more very rapidly. Got it. That's that may be why the dude was saying don't study it too, unless he was saying there was something about it he didn't like as a martial thing. I don't I don't know the one you're talking about, so I can't speak <laughs> to his reasons for it. But anyways, thank you. And and one final thing, and this may be more complicated than you want to do now. But I was I was watching one of your Silat DVDs on a stick and knife. Yeah. And they talked about uh, total body power and knee power and all that made sense. And he talked to, and you talked about waist power, yeah. with the idea that the waist is the space between the bottom of the ribs and the hips. Yes. And you talked about turning the waist and using that as power. Yeah. And but not using the hips. That's right. And like, and it's not that you wouldn't use your hips in every body part you have, but what happens is that most people, uh, they try to use their hips for all their power and it's all skeletal based in that way. And they end up very rigid and stiff. 
And if you could choose to be softer from, in the way that Tai Chi and that these arts are softer, as opposed to being stiffer, you're gonna get a lot more power out of that softness. There is some skeletal power you can get and Seelot absolutely uses it. Um, the, uh, and if you ask me the reality of it, it's you use all of it. Oh, okay, so it's not to use so the waste power as the exclusion of it. I really am getting into what the waste is about and the waste as a, as a thing. Um, because most people, they think they're turning their waist and they're really just turning their hips. Ah, and you want people to turn their waist as well as their hips. Oh yeah. And to be able to independently turn the waist. Think about how far you can, in a stance, you can turn your hips. How far can you really move it to? And then look how far you can turn your waist and your waist is going to go at least double the distance that you can turn your hips in. Got it. Okay. And then, and then there's other stuff to that, um, too like a lot more in depth that we're not going to go into right now, but that, that pertains to your functional use of that stuff. Okay. And um, thank you. And then sure. one other thing, uh, when I was looking on the internet and there is a Belladiri Salat system. Right. Belladiri is personal protection system. Okay. Is that related to the belladiri that you teach no okay no it's belladiri is a, a kind of like where you've heard me talk about things are personal like with the fog gong everybody's got their own well everybody's got and when they say everybody all the different styles all the any main family they've got their or tribe they've got their own personal protection system and the ones that that i have looked at are where it really is that core fighting method that usually is not taught to outsiders at all that I've been able to get a very good hookup on some of that being like my teacher being uncle bill, um, like that. And a lot of people, what they'll do is they'll have their codified system and they'll call it a belladiri. And that usually really isn't the belladiri. Sometimes it is, but usually it's not. And they're just referring to it that way. So that they're saying this is a personal protection system. I got it. So it's a different sort of context on the word than than uh than the one that I'm than what I'm talking about. So it's like security. There's personal security. I have a like I have a blanket over me, and then there's security like your security system on your house, and then there's security like everywhere you go. And so it's what's the context? And so the context in Belladiri, the one I'm talking about is personal protection system, which is a core method that anybody can do very quickly, every man, woman, and child in the village, as opposed to their personal protection system of punch, kick, yeah, yeah, this kind of thing. And so there's a different context being used there for the ones that I've seen where the Belladiri is in the name of the system as part of the name. Got it. Of the okay. system, as opposed to a method within the system. Okay. And then could you comment on a few words in terms of if we're using your Belladiri as you teach it, can you talk a little about, about defense against knife attacks using that? Not in this format. Okay. Well, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> That's great. So I don't want to get off into a discussion about <laughs> I understand. Knife. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. Cool. Any other questions, thoughts, comments? All right, folks. Um, thank you. Like Matt said, if you're wanting to know more, go to clearmartialarts.com and definitely take advantage of materials that are there. And um, also to the tai, tai Chi roadmap.com. Is that where we've got the one that talks about the levels in Tai Chi and how they were since I talked about that a little bit today? Yes, that's right. Yes, Tai Chi roadmap.com. Um, yeah, it's a great, uh, I, I don't talk about that as much um, as I do clearmartialarts.com because there's so much available on clearmartialarts.com, but taichiroadmap.com is great. Uh, it's a great place to start. Um, it's a great lecture that, uh, and, and with some, some like guided exercises that, uh, that are available that can take you through kind of step-by-step through all the levels of Tai Chi from rank beginner through senior master uh, conceptually so that you have at least the roadmap of what the, the training process looks like in the big picture. It's the stuff that all the senior masters agree on, but they don't talk about and, uh, and Sifu Clear spelled it out. Um, and it, it really helps 
in your training to identify kind of where you are, what you're, what you're working on, why you're working on it, what you're working towards. And, you know, just, just having that piece of the puzzle uh, really accelerates your training and it really helps you make a lot more use of any information that you already have and, and take a lot more charge of getting more information for yourself and, and taking those next steps in your training because you really, it makes it really clear what those next steps are. And so all that's available at TaiChiRoadmap.com. Thanks, Matt. Thank you all. Great talking with you again. Look forward to talking to you next week and probably in between now and then for most of you and the, uh, and more next time. Thanks, Thank Sifu. Thank you, Sifu. And now, a word from our sponsor. For those of you who are interested in internal power and want a reliable place to start, and for anyone who wants to experience internal power for themselves, go to internalpowerguide.com. I built a crash course in hands-on internal power. The Practical Guide to Internal Power is a work-at-your-own-pace online program. It is the course I use to get students from 0 to 60 as quickly as possible, and it is totally free. So sign up at internalpowerguide.com now and get started right away. That's internalpowerguide.com.